day, and welcome to Make Automation's podcast series, The Buzz. I'm Lorraine Lawson, and recently I spoke with Ahmed Parikh, who leads banking as a service for the digital bank Green Dot. He explained the bank's approach to banking as a service and what trends he sees emerging in the space. Uh, our company, you know, our goal, Green Dot's goal is to give all people the power to bank seamlessly, affordably, and with confidence. And so how do we do that? We have three main um, segments. We have our consumer business, we have our B2B business, and then we have our money movement business. And so our consumer business is our direct-to-consumer, which are, are, we launched a, a new digital bank um, called GoToBank uh, in the beginning of last year. And then we also have our, our where we started, our retail business, um, within the consumer space. So that's like our large partnership with Walmart, um, where we run the Walmart money card. Um, and then work with a bunch of other retailers also. Um, then in our B2B business is our payroll services business called Rapid that partners with 6,000 partners across uh, the U.S. Um, to be able to provide payroll services. And it includes the BAS business, which we'll come to in a, in a minute. Um, and in our BAS business, that's where we, we have the privilege of working with some of the world's uh, best brands and, and partners, um, like Intuit, Apple, and Amazon. And then we have a money movement business, which is our tax processing uh, business, which is called TPG. Uh, and they service over 12 million refunds uh, in a year and with with partnering with over 20,000 physical locations. Um, and then we do money movement. So instant funds out, um, you know, and our GDN, our cash retail network, which has, which does over 40 million cash transfers and has over 90,000 locations. So that's overall green dot was founded in 1999. Uh, we have around 1200 employees. Um, and, Essentially, we have a direct business and a partnership business. And um, I run our, our vast business here at Green Dot. Um, so I'll, I'll pause there, um, Lorraine, just to give us a setting, and then we can go into any any conversations uh, we'd like to. Yeah. So you've been in banking as a service for a while, it sounds like. Um, what trends are you seeing today, though, in terms of banking as a service? Are more banks entering that space? Y- you know, it, it's so interesting. Um, more, there are more platforms entering and more banks entering. Um, and now it seems like there's larger banks entering, um, this space. And, uh, I think overall that's great. You know, if you think about what we're trying to accomplish, it's to provide a consumer better convenience and a better visibility into their cash flow. And so, why I'm so excited about banking as a service or embedded finance or whatever we want to call it is that you're allowing a customer to move their money in a contextual experience. So let's give a great example. Apple cash. That's sending money as easy as sending a text message. So within on the iPhone, you can send money and you you it can be in within the thread of a, of a conversation you're having right there you can send 
someone money. So it's in context of that conversation you're having. Hey, like my daughter, I have a 14 year old uh, and a six year old. So six year old doesn't have a phone yet, which uh, that's a whole other discussion. Uh, but the 14 year old, you know, she will send me a text saying, Hey, I'm going down to the yogurt shack. Can you send me 10 bucks? And I write that and I'm able to send her money. Green dot powers that money movement between, um, between in this example, my daughter and myself. Um, and when Lily, my 14 year old goes and uses that money at the yogurt check, that's a small business and green dot powers QuickBooks checking, which is, you know, providing better cash flow and convenience to the small business. And then lastly, when Lily get, you know, gets home and there's packages on our counter, on our doorstep, uh, that was delivered by an Amazon flex driver. And we power the banking services for the Amazon flex driver. And so there's a lot of, there's, a, there's a lot of great experiences that are being formed and a lot more platforms and a lot more banks coming into the space. And it makes sense. Um, because you know, there, there's, uh, there's a lot of opportunity. Um, and there's a long way, in my opinion, of continuing to make the experience easier and easier for a consumer. So when you talk about being a, a banking as a service platform, um, are, are there platforms that you use to support your services or uh, can you tell us a little bit about the technology at play here? Like, are you deploying microservices? Do you use a platform to do that? Like what's going on under the hood? It's a, such a great question. Um, because I think that's some of the confusion of, of what's in banking as a service. Like, what does it actually mean? In my, uh, the way I simplify this is there's banks that provide in sponsorship, there's providers that provide the platform, and then there's people who provide program management. So think about the back office, like supply chain and um, fraud and customer service. And Green Dot is one of the few full stack BAS providers. We own a bank. We are undergoing a technology transformation where we are embedding our own core banking platform and our own card management system. And we've had, we provide customer service, we provide fraud, we provide all those tools. So if you think about those three of the bank, the platform and the the program management, we do it all in, in BAS, in the BAS space. There are a lot of companies that are, are the bank and that's it. And they'll partner with the platform provider. Um, and then a lot of times what happens is a partner gets down the road. They're like, oh, now I need to do the customer service or I need to find a provider to do customer service to provide fraud, to, to do the supply chain, getting the cards, you know, to the customer. And so, you know, there's a few, um, not many, um, people out there that are doing the full stack. Bass services, and that's what Green Dot does, and that's why I believe, you know, we've been early in this Bass space, um, and we've we've continued to evolve. And I believe because we are the full stack, that's why 
our value proposition is compelling to some of these very, very large brands um, where they want to focus on their business and they want to provide convenience to their customers and they can come to us and we can provide that. And like the trends are amazing, right? Like we do uh, just thinking about Amazon Flex and, and small business in particular, there is a 35% growth between 20 and 21 of us of the U S independent workforce. Uh, between 2021 and 2000, uh, 2020 and 2021, excuse me. And it's projected that 50% of the U.S. workforce will earn a, a 1099 income by 2028. That's 90 million workers. So uh, I'll give you a great example. Um, if you ask someone, you know, if you're ever in a Uber or Lyft uh, and you start asking them, a lot of people, you know, this is their could be their full-time job or their sidekick. And that rise of being able to work when they want to, um, to get that extra cash flow because it's so convenient is, is just increasing. And so how do you provide those companies or that customer a super easy to use uh, financial services product? Um, and, and so, you know, that's one trend. The other trend is from the SMB space, you know, SMB is equal close to 50% of the GDP in the U S um, and the number of, of um, small business licenses is growing year over year. And so, you know, this space where a small business owner spends more than five hours a week worrying about money, there's so much opportunity to make it easier for, for everybody to be able to move money. Since you're a platform, do you work with banks at all to, to help embed their services or would that be competition? How does that work? Yeah. Um, we, because we own a bank, uh, we, we're on this journey. So we, we had worked, uh, we'd done a bunch of acquisitions in the past and we had multiple banks and multiple platforms that we were all, uh, integrated with. We are now focused on our bank, um, and our platform. Um, and, if you think about it, the, when there's all these different hops along the, the chain, there's a lot of opportunity for there to be a disruption to the customer, which is what we're when a consumer is using a product, they want they just want it to work. And so, how do we make all those different hops? How do we reduce those and make it way more seamless so that the feature benefit to the to the end customer is as seamless as possible. You know, that's, that's what, when we talk about, we give all the people the power to bank seamlessly, affordably with confidence. It, it has to be seamlessly when, when there's less providers, you know, there's less mouths to feed. Um, so it's, you can provide it way more affordably and then with more confidence because the reliability. Are there embedded spaces that you don't play in? yet that you're looking to or maybe you just have no interest in either one (laughs) (laughs) i mean uh it's we we look essentially at everything that doesn't mean we do everything um one of the the big differences between how we go to market versus some others is that we essentially provide white glove service so on my team we have someone who i would consider to be badged as our partner, right? He or she is the advocate for that partner and is trying to drive 
everything so that we can exceed our partners' expectations. And so when we look at opportunities, um, we have to make sure that we can actually add some value, both on the on the technology side with the bank and the platform and the program management, but also from the people side, from the human side. And if we can't really add value, if we don't have that expertise, then are we really going to be the best partner? And so that's how we how we look at it. So we've gone really, really focused in money movement, which is like Apple Cash, small business like QuickBooks, wealth and investing like a company called Wealthfront, and then gig like Amazon Flex. And so that's where we've been focused, but that doesn't mean that's our only focus. We continue to look at opportunities because of the speed of change. You know, the speed of innovation is just is so quick. And then there's these three huge trends that I that that I believe are that I've I've talked about since I took this job over a year ago, and I think we'll continue to talk about, which is the continued war on cash or the digitization of money. Number two, the increase in cloud computing because you're able to innovate faster. Only 10% of global IT spend is in the cloud right now. And so, you know, that's going to continue to increase, uh, I believe. And then last is the, is the, is the rise and the adoption of e-com. The president of Shopify recently said that their view about e-commerce is that, you know, people talk about baseball games of what inning you're in. His comment was, we're still at the hotel. We haven't even left to go to the ballpark. So it's not even the first inning because of that convenience. Um, and so I look at these trends and say, wow, there's going to be such great experiences that we are going to create and that partners are going to create. And then combined, it's even better. And so we, we are looking at those trends and we're keeping our eyes very, very open of, of how a full stack bass provider along with our other assets, our tax business, our payroll business, our direct-to-consumer business, and our cash network can help a partner provide a way better solution. It's hard to imagine how e-commerce, I mean, I guess guess you can never see the future from where you are, but uh, it's hard to imagine how that might take off more. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know about you, but, like, I was not a get the grocery delivered person before COVID. I wanted to go in and, you know, pick the veggies and the fruits. And now, you know, we've, we've chosen time over and the convenience that we're going to the grocery store. And so, and now you take a picture of the fruit or vegetable that's, that's either too ripe or, or damaged and they they remove it off your bill. And so, I, I, I think that there's still going to be so much more innovation of things that, um, yeah, let me give you an example. Outside of payments, you know, um, I love music and, you know, the trends of music is 20, 30 years ago, bands would tour to sell their record. And now through streaming services, music is going out that then funds the tours. It's like, it's changed the dynamic. And so what was first, first in the past has been physical. And I don't think physical is going away, by the way. I just believe it's going to become very, very blurred. And whatever's convenient at that time for the consumer, if it's, oh, I'm driving past a storm, I'm going to run it and grab it. 
because I don't want to wait the two hours for it to get processed? Or is it, hey, I'm going to stop by that store, whatever it is, I'm going to buy online, pick up in store, or I'm fine to wait a day or two hours um, and it's going to show up to my doorstep. But at the end of the day, that's all a remote transaction that's occurring. If you take another example, think about the credit card space where it was like these knuckle busters that used to be in, in, in locations. Then I went to a point of sale term. This is where you'd put a piece of carbon paper and the piece of plastic would go in and they would pull uh, a lever to make a copy of your card. Like that was, you know, they would call them knuckle busters back in the day. That went to an actual payment terminal. Then we had a square terminal. And now Apple announced that you don't even need a terminal, that you can just, you don't need a dongle, you don't need a terminal, you can take payments onto the iPhone or on the iPad. And so just the digitation of of everything, um, I think we're still early. And that's where you still need to move money in a responsible and regulated way. You know, the bank is, is the way that you get access to the financial system. And so that's why I'm so excited about that we have this fully integrated solution and that we're going to continue to see <laughs> more and more if it's e-commerce, but convenient solutions that come out in the market. I wondered, uh, you hear a lot about microservices now, a lot of talk about microservices. Is that central to embedded finance or bank- banking as a service, or are there other ways to achieve that goal, technologically speaking? Um, well, you, you know, I, I think... The question is, what is what are microservices trying to enable? Um, and I think that if you if you ask people about microservices, I think most people have um, there's technologist's answer and then there's a business person's answer. At the end of the day, the question is, is how quickly can you either build your own services to deploy, or how easy can you ingest someone else's services then to deploy to a partner? Like that's my perspective in, in the bass space. Um, and so easily configurable solutions are where we want to go. And that's where we're heading. And so in the past, people have talked about bespoke solutions or customized solutions. Now everything's being architected so that it's very, very configurable because that drives a way faster time to market, which this morning I got an email saying, Hey, Here's a possible partner, and they want to be up in the fourth quarter. Without the right technology and infrastructure that's flexible, you know, in the past, there's no way you would be able to get someone up uh, essentially in the next three months. But now the market has gone from being able to board partners from six months down to three months, um, you know, and I'm sure it's going to get pressured even further. Um but the big question here is how do you make sure that you're vetting the relationships properly? Um, and so that you're doing everything that's a, from a safe and secure manner. Uh, recently, Green Dot announced that it had lever- leveraged Temenos Banking Cloud to streamline banking and payment services. I wondered what that had allowed you to do and how that uh, is working out for you. Great question. So uh, we're in the process of, of that implementation. <laughs> Um, in the past, we had used, um, we didn't own our own infrastructure. We used, we used partners where it was, it was essentially 
housed in their environments versus ours. And so when our, um, when Dan Henry, who's our CEO joined uh, two years ago, he has a past history and in a long history in payments. And one of his key things is you have to own your own platform and your own infrastructure um, in the payments, um, in the payment space. And so we made a decision. I, w- I wasn't here yet, but the company made a decision to, to embed our own uh, core banking, Temenos, and card management system via ACI. And so what that allows us to do is allows us to move much, much faster because number one, it's within our own environment. Number two, it is one platform. We came from a situation where we had multiple platforms. So, Lorraine, if I was trying to deploy something for one partner because it was on this platform and then I wanted to extend it to another partner, we just spin up extra engineering resources to get that done and had to be reliant on a partner in certain cases. And so what Temnos does is it's cloud-based. It is a modern core banking platform and allows us a faster time to market. And when we want to innovate on top of that platform, we are starting from a, a base that's already been created and we are custom, we are configuring on top of the Temnos platform. So long story short, this is about us owning our own infrastructure, reducing our cost and faster speed to revenue because of the innovation. So can you give us a peek in the future? What's ahead for Green Dot? I, I mean, uh, what's ahead for Green Dot? So, um, we are, when I talk about we have this um, direct business and we have this partner business. So we have a, we have an expertise in being able to connect with our, our direct to consumer customers. Low to moderate income is our, is, is, is where our uh, focus is on the, on the direct side. And we really understand that space. We understand how critical a path to credit is for this consumer. And so you're going to see us continuing to, to deploy responsible products that allows that customer to continue to stretch their dollar because we believe that access is not a privilege. And so that's really, really important. And so on the direct side, you're going to continue to see us innovate to provide uh, better, better financial wellness um, um, in that space. On the partner side, <clears throat> like this is an amazing number. You know, between our payroll business, our tax business, and the BAS business, we support, uh, you know, um, over a hundred thousand locations across the U.S. between our retail network and our and our tax processing uh, business. Um, in our payroll business, we have over six thousand partners. Um, it, we, we have over we have hundreds of partners that use our cash retail network. So, in our partner business, we're continuing to ensure that we're building the right products and features to connect people to their money in a very convenient way um, that allows them to see the view of their cash flow. And what you're going to see from us is a lot more announcements uh, with new partners um, and a keen focus on some of the areas we talked about, which is investment, SMB, um, investment, SMB, and um and gig. Um, and so 
you know, I think the big thing you're going to hear from us is our progress on our technology transformation, which is a, a overall business transformation, um, and how we are becoming much more developer friendly um, for partners to integrate with us. And so that is uh, more to come from us. You've been listening to The Buzz, a Bank Automation News podcast. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your platform of choice.